0: This episode is for those of you who are going to be working at camp this summer who have never seen it run during the COVID-19 pandemic. Joining us is a camp director who ran camp in 2020 to give you the inside scoop on what his and probably your director's expectations will be for this summer and how they're going to be different than any other year. This is First Class Counselors.
1: This is First Class Counselors. (laughs) Another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and -and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true, life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv.
0: Hey there, camp counselors. I'm Matt Hansberger. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm the executive producer of podcasting at GoCamp Pro, and you are tuning in to First Class Counselors. And this is a series for camp directors to give to their counselors or, you know, just for camp counselors to listen to as you are preparing for the upcoming summer because great camp directors know that counselors have the most important job at camp hands down their abilities make or break a camper's week and campers won't come back to camp if their counselor sucks so we want to help you be the best (laughs) counselor that you can be so that kids come back year after year and so thanks for tuning in everybody. We're going to cover one specific topic and cover the essentials. The need to know is they can't go without the fundamentals and the basics. And you might be wondering, "Hey, that's this just sounds like Matt's voice. Where is Oliver?" Well, we'll cover that in a second, but let's get to what we're talking about first. Today, we are speaking to counselors who will be working at camp this coming summer. Working at camp during a global pandemic. That's right, I say during a global pandemic, folks, because COVID isn't over just because we got a few million vaccines in people's arms, and there are a lot of things that are going to be different about this summer than any other year. So on this episode, we're going to give you the inside scoop on what being a counselor at a COVID-considerate camp is going to look like. So we'll cover what the -the on-the-ground perspective will be, what directors are going to expect from you, what to do if you're feeling overwhelmed, and some things to ask or understand before you start. And like I said, Oliver is away today. He's in full on summer camp mode. So as we wish him the best in his first summer as an executive director at Camp Winona in Florida, by the way, you should send him a, a little in- note of encouragement. I think that would be really cool in his email, S C D at gmail.com. Send him some love. It's his first year. He'll want that love. He'll appreciate it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and personally, I don't really think that I'm interesting enough to run a whole podcast by myself. Some people have probably already tuned up by now. So I, no. I have recruited a pro to talk about this topic, someone who has not only been at camp, but ran a summer camp during a pandemic. And I mean, the same pandemic. He ran this camp last summer. Andy Pritikin is the director of Liberty Lake Day Camp in the Philly suburbs, and he is also the host of the Day Camp Pod, one of our podcasts here on the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. It is a podcast for day camp professionals and budding day camp professionals, just like some of our listeners out there. And what better person to tell you about what a director is going to expect than a director himself. So friends, please give a warm round of applause out there. Help him hear it all the way from Philly. It's my friend, Andy Pritikin. Welcome to the podcast, Andy.
1: I feel like, oh my God, I'm coming back from the front lines after last summer. I mean, that's <laughs> sort of what it was like. There's yeah. no doubt about it.
0: Okay. Uh, so Andy, we do uh, uh, something special to get to know our guests. We don't have a ton of guests on here, but to help us get to know you a little bit better, because people could go and listen to podcasts or they could look at your LinkedIn or whatever, but we want to get to know the real you in quick fire fashions. So we have some questions for you uh, to help our listeners get to know you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay favorite campfire food? Holy mackerel. Um,
1: <clears throat> well, you know, I'm not going to just take the perfect s'more kind of mm. thing, because I'm sure that's, that's like the typical number one family feud answer. Um, I also, I think a slightly burnt hot dog with oh. hot mustard, that really gets me going. Like that makes me know I'm at a campfire. Love you know, it. To me, there's no easier food to make and more quickly satisfying food than a nice. few of those bad boys.
0: Good. Sandals, shoes, boots, or bare feet?
1: Oof. I like my feet be able to breathe. You know, Matt, I played basketball today. I played five-on-five basketball for the first time in a long time, now that I'm fully vaccinated and I had a a blast. So I I love my high-top basketball shoes, but I think all in all – sandals i'm all about sandals i mean not during camp i i you know and, and not on an airplane i don't want to be sitting next to some guy with a gross <laughs> toes. but i think like in general if i'm if i'm on a island desert island i'm going sandals
0: nice perfect okay a stupid human talent such as being able to wiggle your ears or roll your tongue what's something that you can do
1: <sighs> holy mackerel uh... Oh, uh, I don't know if I have a stupid human talent. I mean, I have real human talent. I can play like every instrument in the world. I'll
0: take I'll <laughs> take know, that one. That's a not instrument. a
1: stupid. One. I, I think, you know, I think that's unique. You know, I'm I'm certainly fun at a party when it comes yeah. to that. Um, you should
0: our listeners out there, you need to Google around and find some history of Andy Pritikin in the music industry. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah, just do Google some Googling. Andy um, yeah. and his hair is much longer than what you see now in this <laughs> podcast. Um Andy, a favorite podcast that you're listening to right now?
1: I listen to a lot of podcasts, but, uh, you know, for all the camp pros out there or budding camp pros, I really, really have to endorse the Brene Brown dare to lead podcast only found on Spotify annoyingly. So, but really, really awesome. I mean, really talks about leadership in a way that is both sophisticated and easy to listen to.
0: Nice. And last question. If you had a career that wasn't in camping, what do you think it would be?
1: Well, I was a teacher. I was a rock and roller. Um, you know, I feel like a doctor. I, I think that, you know, being a camp director is a lot like being a doctor uh, or like running a hospital maybe. But, but I, I feel like helping people. Is really the ultimate, and you know, my son had cancer for seven years. Doing okay now, and those people that I met in those hospitals—I mean, even the like nurse practitioners and nurses and stuff—like they're just unbelievable humans. And for what they're going through now with the pandemic, you know, and these overwhelmed hospitals and such. Um, just as an aside, I spoke to a guy today, a camp parent that just moved here from India, and he was telling me what was going on in India yeah. in early May. Holy crow! Yeah, nuts, nuts. Yeah. So. Um, yeah that's that's a new one but I mean right. I could easily say rock and roll star I mean my, my dream had been to be playing stadiums you know mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. adoring fans and now I do have my Friday afternoon concerts at my camp that's about nice. where I get my jollies now good stuff
0: all right Dr. Pritikin potentially one day <laughs>
1: I, know. Matt, I never right. thought of that until this stinking question. You know? I like
0: it. Good, good. That's what we want here. Okay, let's dig into it. So uh, running a camp during a pandemic, uh, a lot of us listening might not have experienced that because not a lot of camps run ran last summer. Is that right?
1: Correct. I think it's like 70 to 80% of camps did not run last summer in uh-huh. North America.
0: Wow. So this is going to be a lot of our, our listeners first time working at camp in a pandemic whether they're brand new to camp or a returning staff member this is going to be their first time working during a global pandemic so we want to get into what it's going to be like so that people aren't taken by surprise let's cover let's talk about the returning staff first so these staff you've worked at camp for a couple years you think you kind of know the ropes you might have worked at camp for like five or six years as a counselor or frontline staff and now you're coming to liberty lake this summer What's it going to be like? Yeah,
1: it's such a great question. And frankly, it's a lot more important question than the new staff, because new staff, they have very little expectations. Um, old staff expectations are that it's going to be the way that camp has been. And and one of the beauties of camp is that it's sort of the same. You come back and it's sort of the same. Oh, look, Hansberger has a beard this year. You know, it's <laughs> like, but that's really it, because we still have lunch at 12 and we have, you know, all that stuff. So um, it's really, really important that the camp set the expectations of how it's going to be different, and uh, and it, so it's going to be different. We know that there's going to be masks involved. There's going to be social distance involved. There's going to be a lot of hand washing involved. They're not going to be able to intermingle the groups. Like those are the basics, okay? But let's just go to the other side of things really quick, and let's talk about what's the same, because one thing that any camp person that worked at a camp last summer will tell you is that despite the differences in what we experienced the essence of camp was the same. Essence of camp, meaning working with people, socialization, working with children, making the world a better place, kumbaya, I can start singing right now. So that is the same. That's what is important. Right. And all the other stuff is not. And for people to think for a second, for a moment, oh my gosh, it's not going to be like, it usually is a camp kumbaya. You know, that kind of like saying that like in a negative way. First of all, not true because the essence of camp is still there.
0: Right.
1: All that other stuff is window dressing. Mm. Okay. Whether you're playing Gaga with just your group or with another group, whether you get to sing lead in a play, let whether you, whatever, like all this other stuff, it's it's all trivial. It's it's just so not important. And, and camps that ran last summer are literally downscaling their programs for the rest of time now mm-hmm. because they realize that they've sort of created these Frankenstein monsters of camp programs to try to make everybody happy every year. And, and they created these beasts that are actually too hard to manage and do really well. Because if you create this giant program, you could do it all really mediocre. It's, mm-hmm. If you simplify things, you can actually do that phenomenally. And with these kids coming out of what they're coming out of, which is all different versions of hybrid school situations, and and frankly, kids who have literally been home for 16 months, okay, it doesn't matter what you're doing at camp, as long as your loving self is there taking care of kids and socializing them and playing, you can play marbles and dominoes with these kids, and they will be thrilled about it. Um, So essence of camp remains. What is different is what you have to set your expectations on is that if you worked at camp, one of the best parts of camp was hanging with your bros, was hanging out with your friends. And let's say that you're in the, the junior division at this camp, which is all of the nine and 10 year olds or something, right? Usually it's, you know, all of the counselors in the junior division become like a family also. And they become right. super tight right. and they hang out with each other and maybe even more than that at points. Mm. So uh, unfortunately, if we're going to have to like socially distance and take care of ourselves like that, and not everybody's been vaccinated, you know, I was talking to our friend Shendi up in Canada was telling me how slow the rollout's going up there. Very right. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So if that's happening and we're not going to be able to be one happy family jumping all over each other, like we usually are, yeah, that's expectation has to be set because if you're, if you're, your camp group of friends, of staff, that is not a pod. That is not a cohort. Right. So they can't all go out together and be hugging and loving each other because then if one person tests positive, you're all going down. right? right? If your whole lifeguard team, and they're usually very tight, the lifeguard team, if they mm-hmm. all go out and one person tests positive – you're not going to have lifeguards at your camp for ten days. That, right. That's not going to be good. Right. So, so setting those kind of expectations as to you know how you're going to sort of fill that gap emotionally, mm. right? And, and and to me again, it's setting expectations. You know, I, I did. Yeah. I worked really hard last summer sending out YouTube videos, sending out emails, just constantly contacting on a weekly basis from this point forward to camp, setting expectations so that they would know because right. that's the tough part. A young person doesn't want to show up and be like, oh, well, I thought. Yeah, No
0: good, no good. for sure. Well, and, and I think what you're speaking to is that, you know, we, we often say on this podcast, one thing I like to say is um, that every year you go back to camp, it becomes less and less about yourself. And every camp out there and every camp, great camp counselor knows that camp is for the kids. We put the kids first. And it sounds like to me that this is the summer where like the rubber hits the road on that. This oh, is the yeah. summer where we truly put the kids first because you get so many great things about being a camp staff member. And one of those things you know, again, we talk a lot about the friends that we've made, you know, I met my wife at summer camp um, and, and, it might be a little bit different, but you'll still connect with those people. It'll just have to be in different ways. And your camp will, there'll be some accommodations for that. We'll. they'll find a way that you'll get some of that socialization. But remember the point is to be there for these kids who have just been in the weirdest school year of their lives, right? They're in even more of like a classroom in the middle of winter. If you're up in Canada, we had a brutally cold winter and we were online for most of the time. And these kids are getting to camp and they need you. You to be at your best and they need you to be there you can't be there if you have covid so <laughs> you need yeah. to be at your best and be healthy while you're there
1: yeah you, you know in the past we were like you know you're in the business of like making a positive difference in the in the lives of children like we used mm-hmm. to talk in generalities like that well guess what dudes and dudettes you guys are now in the business of saving kids lives saving their mental lives returning their childhood to them like you know this is real seriously awesome opportunity here of yeah. what you're going to do. Just like at the beginning, when I said I wanted to be a doctor, cause I wanted to like help people's life. Like you're all going to be doctors. You're all going to be social workers. Yeah. You know, guess what? You're like all little Dr. G's running around. I mean, that's yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah. You know? And it's going to be so hard to figure out what's going on with these kids. You're going to have to really talk to them and really get to know them on an individual basis and get them to trust you so that they can start spilling their guts to you.
0: Well, and that's a huge opportunity, right? If you're in smaller cohorts with kids, you'll get to know them even better every year or every day that you're with them. So I think that's a great opportunity for you to brush up on some of your get to know you skills. There's like websites. We'll put some in the show notes. Um, that we've referenced before, but like there's literally a website called conversation starters world out there that has literally tens of thousands of get to know you questions um, and and ways to just chat with kids because they won't be used to that for my, you know, I'm teaching online right now and the way conversation works is really weird because you have to unmute yourself and then you have to remember to wait your turn to talk. And only when the teacher calls on you summer camp, we're going to get to give them a socialization experience. Like they have not had for a whole Year, so this conversation and doing that in like a graceful and polite and delicate way, all of those things were. It's a gift that we get to give to kids. Yeah.
1: Well. Well. You know, and know what the gift back is also the COVID silver lining here, Matt, is Mm -hmm. that what we found last year that we were not prepared for, meaning like we just didn't expect it. Was that you know, in a good summer you said it in in your intro, like you know, a good summer is based on having good counselors, right? There's no doubt about it. Cut and dry. These kids and these counselors that we had last summer, after only four months of compromised life, they loved each other like I had never seen a group of people love each other. They loved, these counselors treated these kids like they were their birth children. And these kids treated these counselors like, like gods. And, and it happened immediately. Because think about it, they have, they have been lacking that kind of thing. They have only been with their parents. Right. Right. And these counselors, I mean, that was only four months. These counselors have now been doing college from their dorms or their bedrooms at home. You know, everybody's been lacking socialization so much. And so be prepared for that. Be prepared for your heart to just be like, you know, treated in a way that you just haven't felt in a long time that these kids are yearning for this experience.
0: Mm. And and we were going to talk about for new staff and, and and I guess for new staff, they don't have any expectations, but I think we just, we just set it up really well right there. Camp, you've heard us talk about this before. Camp is incredibly, it's a tough job, is the hardest and simultaneously the most rewarding job you will likely ever have in your entire life. And this summer, that is only times two, times three, times four, times a hundred. Yes. Um, but it is going to be incredibly worth it um, because of what you get to give to campers this year. So right. new staff, if you're listening to this and you're on the fence, I get it that you're on the fence. I get it that it seems a little more risky. You could just stay home and maybe there's some other be- like financial benefits of just staying at home. Kids need you. They need you more than you need that extra like $2 an hour. Yeah. And, and I was models.
1: blown away by the amount of new staff that worked with us last summer and that are working working with us this year, people want this, that yeah. people are yearning people who never knew what camp was really are now like, you know what, this camp thing, after what I've been going through in the last year and a half, this camp thing sounds awesome. And we're getting people like that. And, and, and you know, I'm a big three Musketeers fan. And I just picture like when they put their swords together, it's like all for one, one for all. That's what it's like. It's like never before has, has there been such purpose in what you're doing this mm-hmm. summer? And it's literally like, you're going to war you know, for like the right reasons, you know, and like, you know, God is behind you. Like you really feel like, like you're a medieval warrior. (laughs) And, 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 you know, when, uh, Steve Baskin, my friend who runs camp champions in Texas, he started his camp about six weeks before I did. So I was checking in with him constantly last year. And, and after he ran his orientation, um, let me tell you, staff orientation is a trip that first day of staff orientation, be prepared to have your mind blown, just being around these people and all these loving people and all. Um, but you know, he told a story that I ended up retelling at my orientation. About uh, it's like it's like a Henry the kind of famous Shakespeare thing. It's actually a true story where this young. Uh, guy, Henry VIII, he was like at college and then he came back and his dad died. And all of a sudden he had to become the king. And they were in this like 80 year war with France. This was England. And they were getting their butts kicked and everyone was like done with it. They were like disease. It was winter. They were like, we don't care. We'll speak French the next hundred years. <laughs> and, and, and he got up and he was like, look, we're going to do this. And we are going to kick butt and we are going to succeed in this. And people, all the people, all the naysayers, all the people that think that you're crazy working at a camp in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. okay, they are going to look back and say, man, I wish I was there. Mm-hmm. I wish I was part of that, that awesome experience where you guys stuck your neck out and, and were able to do something that nobody had ever done before. That's right. And anyway, King Henry, they, they won their little battle by the All way right. and right. and the camps that ran last summer they won their little battle. We, we were the canaries in the coal mine and the canaries came back just fine
0: that's right and and, and i i i do think um that this is going to look amazing on a resume camp camp people, people kind of understand what summer camp is in the employment world. And I think we're, we're getting better at telling that story, but uh, you know, you get to say that you were a part of something like this and, and it's, it is going the, the logistics that you're going to learn, the safety practices that you're going to learn, the improvisation and the creativity that you're going to learn the relationship building skills. There is almost no other summer experience that is going to be like that. Period. Because with, with teachers, if you're, if you're going in to be a teacher, you know, we have a curriculum to follow. There's like lesson plans to do, but at summer camp, your, your lesson plan is joy. You get to bring joy 24 um, seven and, you know, help kids go to bed on time. That's right. it. So it's going to and, be pretty awesome.
1: I have an and for you there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yes, everything Matt's saying is unbelievably true. Okay. And he, so, so here you are, The most you're this loving creature that's willing to dedicate your summer towards helping children, you know, regain their childhood in the middle of a global pandemic. All right, man, you must be an awesomely loving human to be able to do that. Okay, but now guess what? You're coming to this camp and now you need to follow all these safety protocols Mm -hmm. and you can't be hugging everybody and you can't be high-fiving every single kid and and you have to watch what you're doing and you have to, you know, wash your hands before that. You got to wash the equipment, all this stuff. So, so there's this extra layer of care. Now I do think Matt though, that the people this summer that didn't run last summer, I think they're going to have it easier than we did Mm -hmm. last year because you now have gone through a year of this. People are now conditioned from this, right? right? College kids who are on campus, high school kids and and, and such who have returned to school they've gone through this a cycle. So it's not new to them. Last year, we were literally like the first time that people were together in a mass <laughs> amount yeah. And, yeah. and their minds were blown on this. But I think what I'm seeing now is that people are used to it. And, um and, you know, those people who will get freaked out about masks or whatever, that they're few and far between, yeah. you know, certainly kids don't really care and no, uh, what I'm <laughs> seeing is high school and college kids are, are, are sort of used to it at this point too. It's really older people that I'm seeing that have a bug up their butt about it.
0: True. Well, and I also think, yeah, people are just used to it by now. Um, But I would also say that that means there's a bit of like fatigue when it comes Mm. to those things. So you, as as a camp counselor, I think we talked about this last episode, you need to be the best wiper that you have ever wiped. Uh, Wiping equipment, you got to be a pro at it. Wipe every spot on that basketball and do it properly. (laughs) Don't just do it quickly because you got to wipe it and go. Everything is important. Um, And that's speaking, part of my entire job when we're doing in-person school, I wipe down the stuff after people use. and you got to do it right, even though it's tiring. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So I I just want to tack onto that, Matt, that, you know, if you were making a job description of what a camp counselor does (laughs) or a camp
0: administrator,
1: you know, some, anyone that works at camp. All right. And you're going to list the 500 things they do like the 501st thing that you have to put on that list. Now, that's actually like the most important thing is that you are officially part of the COVID police. Now that's just it like you're part of that like you have to be part of of you, you know the team that's yeah. making sure that people are following these rules because you know it's like weakest link you know brings us down sure. you know and, and you have and to keep your eyes in out. a big yeah. way and yeah. you have to keep your eyes on that and and and, and the kids are looking at you they're seeing right. you know all right is he going to care is he going to have his mask on is he going to wash his hands all right they're watching right. you like hawks yeah for you sure. know so you need to set the standard be the role model for that
0: well, I think that's a great segue. The next question, you know, we want the inside scoop, Andy. So you are a director, you are overseeing a ton of staff. How many staff this summer? How many, ca- like, frontline counselors are you overseeing?
1: Like 200, 200. Yeah. You know, so many,
0: sure. many. Yeah. Uh, and for, for reference, if you're a, a new to the camp world, Andy, Liberty Lake is uh, what you would call one of the very bigger. Day camps, Large private day um, camp. out there. Large private day camp, um, but no matter what, there's going to be people supervising. You will have a camp director, and they have expectations of you as staff. Um, so, Andy, from your perspective as a director, what do you expect? You know, even like beyond the job description, because expectations are in the job description. But what do you, as a director, what do you expect of those frontline counselors, the ones that are directly working with kids? What are your expectations of them this year?
1: Uh, my expectations that are, you want to say di- that are different than a typical year? Is that what, yeah, is that sure. what the question is saying? Sure. Um, well, I think that they're going to be, everybody's going to have to be a little bit of, of a social worker. Okay. Mm. And let me explain that because most of you probably don't know what a real social worker is, but it's someone that really understands why a kid is behaving as they're behaving. Mm. And when you see a kid acting out, um, the, the, we, I, my expectations with my frontline staff this year is not to just jump to conclusions, not to just rep the, reprimand the kid, not to just tell them what they're doing wrong, right? But to to, to have a conversation with mm-hmm. them about it, and not in front of everybody, and 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 talk to them and, and ask why, and, and and try to figure out like what brought them to that breaking point where they they were doing that kind of thing. We, we, this is the don't judge a book by its cover year. Um, mm-hmm. it, what I've been telling my staff is that the kids are going to come to you like a box of chocolates. They're mm-hmm. going to look like something on the outside. And we don't know what is going on in the inside. And that's new kids. And that's returning kids. Yeah. Normal, well-adjusted kids are having a tough time right yeah. now. And they are acting out at home. And they are being defiant with their parents and, and such because they want to get the heck away from them. Yeah. Right. So I think I'm optimistic that they're going to bounce back because the kids mm. generally do, but it's going to take time and it's just going to take patience. Um, I, on the day camp podcast that came out um, the other day with Dave Malter, I asked him a similar question and and his word was, uh, I said, give me one word. He said, gentle. Mm. I need you to be gentle with the yeah. kids. And be sensitive. Um, because I'll tell you right now, the parents have lost their patience with their with their right. kids at this point. Right. They're jumping down their throats on everything. Um, school, they have no relationship with these teachers. Come on. I mean hardly, you know. It's, it's, hard. it's not saying they're they're muting and unmuting and all that kind of stuff. So this is the first time now that they're gonna have a somebody that really cares about them that's right in front of their face, that's not their parent. Yeah. And 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 we need you. To be like a psychologist practically with them. Mm-hmm. You, you need to really figure out what's going on and be sensitive and don't jump to conclusions. And that's this is very hard for some people. Yeah. It's very hard for the head cheerleader girl. Come on, everybody, let's go. Let's do, 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 do. hey, why are you taking so long doing that? Blah, blah, blah. It's hard for right. that person, right? right? It's right. hard for the person that grew up in a military family where mm. Matt, I told you to put your socks away. Matt, right. you know, that kind right. of thing. Like right. This is going to take some reprogramming and rewiring for those folks. And the the middle management people, your head counselors are going to have to really be on top of them about that and Mm -hmm. and respectfully be redirecting them when they see and hear that kind of thing. It's normal camp director, normal camp counselor behavior.
0: Yeah. Well, the reason, the reason why I like gentle as because you can, everyone's got their own counseling style. Mm -hmm. You, you know, there, and, and there's two extremes to that. You could be too much of an extrovert with your kids. Like the cheerleader, you could be too militaristic. You could be too uh, much of an authoritarian, but if you're gentle with all of those things, you can still be yourself. I can still be funny, but I'm a little less in your face funny than I normally am. That's kind of my style. You can still, you can be, you can be firm with kids, but you can be gentle and understanding, but you can still have clear boundaries and all those things. Um, and, and I think it's just recognizing that you are not going to be right the first time usually, right? Your assumptions are not going to be correct about why that kid took his mask off. And, um, the the greatest gift that you can give to a kid this year is to not assume if a kid takes his mask off in the wrong place, asking a curious question, as long as he's not mm. spitting in another, as long as they're not spitting in another kid's face, yeah. you can ask, you know, Hey, Hey, Timmy, I noticed that your mask off right now. Can you tell me what's up? And, and maybe Timmy was having a hard time breathing after running around and just needs a break and needs you to say, right. Oh, Hey, you need a break. You can go stand by this tree. Take two minutes and then put your mask back on. Right. Then you've met that kid with compassion. That, like you said, Andy, that's something that they might not have been getting for the last whole year. Yeah,
1: I, I think you're bringing up an, an amazing point, Matt. Which is that when you get when people get put into leadership positions, whether you're a first year counselor, first year camp director, yeah. for whatever reason, a lot of people. It's just like they get, you know, the power trip is sort of the word that gets used a lot of times. Yeah. But that I think that's a that's a harsh word. But I think that they understand they they understand their responsibility is that they need to be telling people what to do. Right. And and what you realize the older and wiser that you get, is is that you 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 actually modeled it amazingly. You ask questions. Yeah. You know, don't just state you know make statements and and decrees. Right. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Be curious. That's how you start conversations. Plain and simple, by asking questions. You're not going to start conversations by telling people what to do.
0: And, and I think that also speaks to, we talk a lot on our podcast about how to be a good co-counselor and whatever your potting situations look like, you're going to be seeing other staff and they're going to be making decisions with campers too. And, you know, the worst thing that you could do is if we were in that situation where my camper took his his mask off and was kind of, you know, iffy, a little bit close to people. Let's just say that's one of the, the COVID rules that my camper broke in that moment. The worst thing that you could do as a non-person in my pod or even a, a counselor that's kind of near my pod or whatever is to call me out on that or like tell on me, you know, you can, again, be curious about that situation and say, Hey, let's, let me watch what's up right now. Cause maybe I can learn something from this situation. And and then if something there, there's going to be a boundary there's, if something is clearly unsafe, you're going to have to make a decision about how to intervene in that moment. And, and that's a great question to figure out how that'll work at your individual camp. Who do you talk to, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, if someone's life is not being affected or one of the COVID protocols is not, um, you know, is, is being broken in a moderate way or that's not putting someone at immediate risk, be curious and be mm-hmm. a good co-worker and offer some of that feedback again off to the side. You're not going to call that co-counselor out in front of their kids unless it's like super life-threatening. Right, and super right.
1: Dangerous. right. Please, please. Yeah. One thing I want to get to, Matt, also, is that you know the people that are listening to this podcast, the people that are planning to work at summer camp in the middle of a global pandemic, are a little bit like little Superman and Wonder Woman. There's no doubt about it. These are superheroes, kind of people. These are essential workers. These are awesome individuals. I'm going to tell you right now, as awesome as you may be, um, you're going to be really stressed out this summer. Okay, this is a lot to handle, this is a burden, okay? This is an emotionally taxing thing to do all the stuff that we're talking about here while managing groups of children and dealing with the freak out sessions and remembering the masks and washing hands, all that kind of stuff. And I saw it last year firsthand, okay? I saw it in the eyes of my masked staff. Mm -hmm. I saw them reaching breaking points. And So I think it's really important for you to think about in your situation, whether it's a day camp or a resident camp, how are you going to sort of refuel your tank on a daily basis? How are you going to find some me time and what is it going to be? Like for me personally, I listen to progressive rock music and heavy metal and stuff like that. Like, it's just my thing. Nice. Like if I listen to that for like 20, 25 minutes, like I'm literally refueled. I played basketball today. I, I went on a bike ride on Saturday for the first time in who knows how long, right? Like, those are the things that work for me, mm-hmm. you know? What is it that you can do? And I say this especially for my sleepaway camp friends, my resident camp friends, who are going to be trapped, right? Um, my friend Steve Baskin, again, ran. Uh, he ran nine and a half weeks of camp or something. He had staff there for 11 weeks, wow. okay, in a bubble, yeah. okay? yeah what are you and what is your camp director and such going to be doing for you so that on your day off or in the evenings that you can get some social interaction in some way, have some fun, um, get some exercise, listen to music, whatever it is. And those things, these are a priority. These aren't just like, if I could squeeze it in, like you need to schedule this yeah. to keep your sanity so that you can be a hundred percent for those kids the next morning.
0: Yeah, we 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 did an episode on like uh, how to properly take a break um, at summer camp, and I and I would I'll, I'll send a link to that one in the show notes because I think a lot of that's going to be applicable. But the the gist of what we got to that episode was that it might not you might not be able there might not be a staff lounge this summer for some right. people you might have a pod lounge or something who knows, who knows what it's going to be like, but the answer might not be to be with other people on your break. It might be to like go climb a tree. Um, I we were talking as professionals in one of our networks, um, and they were saying, what what are you as a director going to do this summer? And I said, my best piece of advice is to go right now and find a spot at camp that's kind of away from the action that's not possible at every single camp, but deem that little spot as a nature spot. And don't tell anyone where it is. Just go there and go and sit. And that can be your spot to go and recharge. If that's where you're going to go, listen to your heavy metal or progressive rock, or you're just going to go and stare at a tree or stare at a plant that is getting bigger <laughs> and bigger over the summer, um, or look. At my what I tell people all the time to do is lay in the grass and look at clouds. There's oh yeah, no, there's no better thing to do for me um, than that. But you have to. I think what Andy was saying too is you have to set some of this up ahead of time because there, there is the um, getting ahead of it before it gets bad and it could get bad right. in the moment. So Andy, I'm wondering, you know, um, from your experience with, with staff, those who, you know, might've been okay the first couple weeks, but then, you know, week three kind of hit and it's Wednesday of week three and kind of the weight of COVID and behavior right. and all that kind of crept up. What advice if they find themselves in the middle of it, and maybe they haven't set themselves up for success enough. What do you advise those staff members to think about?
1: Well, I advise them to speak to their supervisor and and to prep the supervisors in that when people need a break, they need a break. Yeah. Even if it's in the middle of the day. Right. So they need to set up some kind of systems for that. Mm -hmm. Because what happens with staff, again, my superheroes here, is that you're like, it's like a long fuse. Right, and the fuse just goes, and 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 you have to catch it before it gets to that breaking point. And, and but the, unfortunately, most people, the profile of people that work at camp, especially in a global pandemic, is they're very selfless, and you see it on really hot days. I tell my camp parents, Absolutely. I say, on really hot days, it's my staff that pass out, not my kids. They're well taken care of by my staff, who are <laughs> passing out, right. not thinking about themselves. And it's the same thing in this, in this pandemic camp thing with pressure and stress, it's the same concept as being hydrated on a rainy day, uh, excuse me, on a hot day.
0: Yeah. And being hydrated on a rainy day. Sometimes people yeah, even on a rainy day, forget to drink. It's tricky. It's very true. It's true. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. And, and I, I think that it's really important to be honest with your supervisors too, you yeah. know, and, and saying like, I, I'm really feeling this. No one in a global pandemic, no one is going to look down on you for being a little extra stressed um, this summer, or being just a little bit of extra stressed during the day. And the from you know my perspective as a a past camp director and i'm sure andy this will resonate with you too is the worst thing that can happen is that it's the last day of the summer or the last day of the session and you're sitting in your evaluation and that's when you give feedback to the director about something that really made you upset on tuesday um, or something that was happening that constant conversation i know that andy uh you said off the top i think that you know you've hired extra supervisors this year for another level of management in there and hopefully even if your camp hasn't done that, you need to know as a counselor who your go-to is, who your person is, um, and every camp out there is going to be a little bit more prepared or, or they should be more prepared for a consistent conversation of how that how you are doing as a staff member. So you have to get comfortable with being able to talk honestly about that. And maybe you can practice that with some of your friends. Maybe you can practice that with any teachers that you're still in school with right now, maybe even your parents, if you're listening, some of those honest conversations are going to go a long way because you need to have the vocabulary to express when you're not doing okay. And whether not doing okay means that, you know, I'm not doing okay, but I think I can get through it or I'm not okay. I need a second or else my fuse is getting really short right yeah. now.
1: Well, I have a little advice on that. Um, one of my favorite management leadership books is called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the big point in that book is that you're not going to get anywhere without trust. Mm-hmm. And the only way to build trust between you and your supervisor or between a supervisor and their, and their staff is to get to know them. Right, it's this is you know you're talking about practicing tough conversations and stuff, and that's really important, and that comes with experience and time and age and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. but you know it doesn't take much for me if Matt was my supervisor or co-counselor or whatever, I just ask him what what kind of music he listens to, what kind of sports he loves, what's his hobbies like you know what kind of thing. How does he have any siblings? You know where did he grow up? Like the more you find out about people. And and it goes back and forth and they find out about you, you become a trusting person. That's how it works, right? That's right. how friendships start. Or even if you don't become friends, at least you're you're you 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 create a bond with that person. And then when you are a little desperate and, and you need a break and uh, you have some concerns and that kind of thing. You're talking to somebody that you already know and, and, and that already knows you. You have that level. So I think having those com- – and what happens in camp, and, and day camps are the worst about this because we, we have no time to do anything because we're to day camp. We got to leave. We got to go. We got to run, right? Let's make that time. This again, this is important this year more than ever. Knowing where the bathrooms are and, and all that kind of stuff, that's important too. But making relationships with your people that you're working with is super important. And I've been talking to a lot of experts about this kind of thing. And like, this is the year to do axe throwing and to do stuff with the people you're going to be working with early on. Not waiting until the end of the summer. Oh, wow. Turns out Matt's a really nice guy. I had no idea. You know, he, like this is team building at, at that kind of level is going to be really important. I'm not talking about standing on planks and, and balancing people team building. I'm talking about social kind of team building where you get to know one another. Essential to surviving this thing.
0: Yep. And there's lots of stuff and, and don't be perturbed if you're still mostly online right now. It, it's just as simple as, as 30 minutes of some get to know you stuff. There's, you mm-hmm. can play like those Jackbox, ga- Jackbox games that people play online or there's, there's lots of stuff. Again, that, that uh, conversation starters, website <laughs> that we talked about earlier will help just for a quick get to know you session. And it might feel weird and it might feel a little forced um, but you just got to start building that surface area of connection for sure. So, Andy i wanna uh, we're gonna get into the last question here and we've covered a little bit about this uh, you talked about um socialization with uh other staff members and and you got you want to know what that's gonna look like yeah so are there any you know covid specific questions or questions that that a camp counselor should be asking or digging into finding out from their leadership team um you know i yeah. because it'll depend There's we can't just talk stuff. for every camp here yeah what are they going to want
1: to uh, Well, uh, just let me give you some insight that your camp directors during this time right now, and I've talked to many camp directors of camps that didn't open last summer, and they're very much in the same headspace that I was this year. I, I, I hate to say it, but they're not really thinking about this. They are not seeing this from your perspective. The, the supervisors at camps right now are worried about the train's running on time and and the protocols and the PPE and the washing of the equipment and all that that BS, frankly, that has nothing to do with camp, like the essence of camp, right? And they're not thinking of, of what you need and how you're going to see things. And I know because I did this last year and I'm a pretty compassionate person and, and I miss a lot. Uh, a great example is lunchtime, right? Mealtime at your camp. Um, you've been doing it the same way for years right? Now you have these ideas on how you think you're going to be doing it during COVID times with the, whether it's social distancing and wrapping the food a certain way and all that kind of stuff. My staff worked their tails off. And and the first, you know, during mealtime and, and the first couple of weeks, it was rough because you went from, a you know, most camps really try to empower the kids to, you know, get their food and clean up and do all that kind of stuff. But in COVID times, it might be that they're like in a diner and you're basically a waiter or a waitress. And, and after you know, while doing a whole day's work, that's tough. That's a lot of burden to put on, and it took a lot of creativity of my staff to talk to each other and, and teamwork with their supervisors and figuring out systems. Okay, you know what, Matt, you're going to go up to get the food, and I'm going to go get the pasta, and you're going to get the condiments and all that kind, of, like that kind of stuff. And I and I and I'm afraid to tell you that. Um, Your directors may not be thinking about this, so Mm -hmm. you're going to have to sort of help them think about this too. This is a we are all in this together thing, okay? And and there is no there is no direction book on how to write how to how to run a camp in a pandemic. Yes, there are some camps that did it successfully last Mm -hmm. year, but it took time for them to figure out their systems and how to do things. And like Matt said, every camp is different. So everybody's got their different logistics. The, the cafeterias laid out differently, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, in America, we just got CDC recommendations where they said that kids need to sit six feet apart from each other in order to eat. I mean, that's yeah. absolutely inane, and I, I'm sure that won't stick. But creativity is big, mm-hmm. and and you and your team are going to have to look at situations and and figure out. Okay, so this is how we're, 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 we're trying it for the first time, okay? But now we, we tried it, and now we know that it doesn't work great, and we, we, we're going to adjust it to this. There's a lot of that kind of creativity. And frankly, I was you know, reiterating all summer last summer, what an amazing exercise to be able to go through, right? Uh, what a yeah. learning, unbelievable learning experience to be able to take something that's normally done one way and having to totally reconfigure it you know, to, for safety reasons and, and, and practicality. Um, so there's a lot of that involved. Um, and, and w- the, as much as you can sort of, if you're a returning staff, the more that you can think these things through and mm-hmm. bring these things up during staff training, the more that uh, uh, the, the better things are going to be. Cause I'm mm-hmm. telling you nine out of 10 times, you're going to, your supervisor is going to literally go, Oh my gosh, that's, that is so great. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. I did not think of that.
0: Yeah. Well and and if what your th- if your creativity comes within the confines of the covid safety rules you're good right mm. and 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 that that is your opportunity and i like andy what you said there it's not that the director isn't thinking about you because they're not compassionate it's just that their to-do list is is huge and camp ultimately the campers come first and we need to make sure that there that's things like safety um, things like uh, the camper experience that it is as smooth as possible. And your job is to help make it as smooth as possible. And there's two approaches that you could take as a camp counselor. And I think you'll know which one that you should take is one you could look at the COVID restrictions, and you know, even if even if your campers have to sit six feet apart for a mealtime, you could look at that and just be like, "Oh, okay, great." So you know, we're going to sit in a big circle the whole time, and, or you could be the type of counselor who's like, "Okay, it looks like I need to bring a bigger picnic blanket for our yeah. for our uh, our fairy cookout in the forest this summer, right?" We need to look at the things we can control and the things we can't control, and take all those things we can't control, like the COVID rules. And we need to just accept those and move on because the sooner that we can do those, um, I've worked with some people, some, some camp people and some, uh, teachers out there who, they, their lives must be so sad right now because they are just constantly upset about the COVID restrictions <laughs> and the rules that are in place. And if that's all you're thinking about, then life is going to be pretty cruddy and it's going to make your life and your camp director's life and your supervisor's lives and the camper's lives really crappy. The complaining pandemic is almost just as bad as COVID. It's not just as bad as COVID. Pretend I didn't say that. But <laughs> if you complain, that's going to spread. That's going to spread and the kids are going to complain and then it's going to yeah. go down. It's like bad. a rainy day, right, it's Matt? Really like down. a rainy day. Yeah. That's
1: and, right. and this is about the growth mindset, yeah. right? This is how can we make this work? You know, when I decided that my camp was going to run and my yeah. team, thankfully, was with me hundred percent, you know, our approach, we just looked at each other and we're just like, whatever they throw at us, we're going to figure out how to do it. You know, and it's a challenge. It's like challenge accepted.
0: Challenge accepted.
1: Perfect. I I just, I want to say one last thing before we go to your your last part, Um, because, you know, you, you, Matt was reiterating what I was saying that, you know, the staff, uh, the the directors have a big long list of things and and our to-do list is crazy. And we're talking to crazy Mrs. Wiedemeyer on the phone and the state board of health and the local health inspector and all that, you know, the mayor, whatever we're dealing with all this junk, you know, that's not camp. Um, but at the same time I just want to say that you know what I tell my staff uh, on the first day of staff orientation a new staff orientation certainly is that you know it is it's all about the staff experience it really is you know I could run a camp in my backyard with Matt Hansberger over here and a red ball and I am telling you, we will have the best damn camp. And these kids will have an awesome time because <laughs> of the relationships that we're going to have with these kids and the stuff yeah. that we can do with a red ball, our creativity, right? You know, the, the water trampolines and the, and the basketball courts and the baseball fields and all that kind of stuff, they, are, they mean nothing. You are what is important in this camp experience, right? And and the setting is just secondary, right? It's right. all about the staff. You are a, a staff, you are a camp's greatest resource by far. Mm-hmm. And, and this summer, boy, oh boy, they are going to be so thankful uh, of you even just showing up and then kicking <laughs> butt in yeah. the summer. Yeah. I mean, I tell my staff, anybody that worked for me last summer, and it goes for this summer too, like I owe them. Like I'm a camp director. Like I owe them like, like anything they ask for the rest of their life, I am literally willing to do for them because they don't have to do this. Like Matt said, you could go work at target or or whatever this summer. Uh, You could stay at home. I'm sure most, most camp council's parents would be fine if they just stayed at home. Right. Um, But you're choosing to do like God's work. Really? I mean, you're, you're, you're returning childhood. Two children who, are, who have lost their social skills yeah. you know who who are who are have anxiety and depression and all these things you're going to bring sunlight back to their lives. I mean this is what a great opportunity mm. thank you
0: it is it is awesome um, yes we it's, it's great, so we have confirmation what we say at the top of the show that camp directors have the most important job at camp, Andy just said it right there, called it stamped it no erases. so it is. Um, It is true. So thank you for the work (laughs) that you will do as a camp counselor this summer. So Andy, we're going to go into our last section, which is Eggle, or ever growing, ever learning. It's a tip or a trick or a game or a song or just a cool thing that you can do as a camp counselor uh, to occupy a kid for five minutes to to keep them entertained. Because you're going to be doing a lot of that this summer. Your pod is going to have five minutes before it's your time to go into the dining hall for lunch and you got to do something cool. So what's it going to be?
1: Well, you know, um, at Liberty Lake last year, not only did we have a global pandemic, but we had tropical storms out the wazoo. We had crazy weather. Uh, um, I never canceled camp. In the history of my life, and we canceled camp twice last summer. And thank goodness we did, because like the second time, like my forty by eighty tent, like got picked up and crumpled up like a like a freaking tin can. <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> we're putting in lightning protection. We're buying bigger tents this year, all this kind of thing. But the point is, is that you know there were many moments where we had to hunker down under tents and pavilions. And um, so every one of my staff has to have a little something in their backpack. And at Liberty Lake, we are about an hour away from Atlantic city, which is like, you know, a poor man's version of Las Vegas uh, where there's gambling and such. And, and so what I tell the staff, is like, you know what? Kids never too young to learn how to play 21 blackjack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Uno is a great game, of course, you know, that I'm a big, huge Uno fan, um, but 21 is pretty good. You can play a lot of 21 with a deck of cards. Um, and it's very simple. Kids just need not be able to add to 21. I think most like first or second graders are up can probably do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, kids love it. They go yeah. you don't have to. There has to be no money involved, no chips yeah. involved. They just want to see if they can do it. Right. Yeah. So, a deck of cards, learn how to play 21, blackjack, and tell them it's a life skill.
0: I remember. That's so much. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Thank you, Andy. Uh, My Eggle this week is a name game. Uh, there is a, an official name for it. And just like in the summer camp world, there's a name that, and there's like a name on the name. We don't use the same name for anything. I call this the, uh, the name dance wave. And this is the perfect get to know you totally COVID friendly, you know, stand in a big circle with your pod, or maybe you can be close to your pod, whatever, stand in a circle and all face inward. And then one at a time, you're going to say your name and it's going to have a dance move associated with it so it could be something as simple as uh, I always make the joke my name is Matt it's like a floor mat so I go down and I slam the floor and that's my dance move and then everybody one at a time goes around the circle and does my move and says my name so it's Matt slap Matt slap, slap 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 slap, all the way around the circle everyone says my name and then next to me Andy goes and Andy does whatever his crazy dance move is and then everyone Andy 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 all the way around the circle and you don't have to like go back or anything each kid gets to do it but the benefit of this game is that every kid is verbally saying a kid's name and it's really important that you as a camp counselor get name pronunciations right and not just breeze, breezing over a tough pronunciation you stop learn the name and then get everyone to say it and make sure they're saying it properly and going around and then you do it with the dance move there's a fun name dance associated with it and you can even turn that into your cabin dance or your cabin your group count off to make sure everyone's there
1: That's terrific. And a day camp, Matt, like mine, where I have new kids every Monday coming in. It's these kind of things that are so important to do on Monday mornings to get the new kids, you know, knowing who everybody is in the group and all.
0: And the most, you know, Kid, knowing a kid's name, that is the way into making a connection with them. If you say, Hey you to a kid, you've instantly lost a couple points in their book So yeah. names, names are important.
1: And I've, I've experienced uh, situations with kids, new kids, and it's the end of their first week. And they literally still don't know the names of their counselors. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I think I know. I think it might be Mike or whatever, you know, like these games, they may seem silly, they're super important and kids want to actually do them. And the one that Matt just described is the kind of game that you could actually add on to every yeah. single week. So now you get two new campers and you're adding a dance move and a name to the thing, right?
0: And, and how cool would it be if a camper came back, uh, if they came week one and then they came back week six, and if you still remember their dance move, that ah, would be so cool. That'd be that, that, would kid, be awesome. that kid would be psyched. That's your challenge for for this summer. Beyond all the other challenges you're going to have, that's your challenge for this summer.
1: That's a, um, a fun, easy one.
0: Andy, thank you so much for joining uh, me here. Andy, if counselors have questions, I know your, your schedule is busy, um, <laughs> but, and maybe you, maybe I'll get people to send them to me, but in the future, if someone's listening to this down the road and you have some time to answer that. Oh, you could, listen, can listen, man. Anybody
1: touch? can reach out to me. I get people list- reaching out to me from all over the world from the day camp podcast at this point. I'll get Facebook requests from everywhere. To, um, Andy at Liberty Lake day Perfect. You, know, <laughs> you can always, I, um, I am here because of the mentoring and the advice and the help of people who were my age when I was in my twenties and thirties. So I am constantly in give back mode and constantly in paying it forward mode. So I'm happy to help any uh, young aspiring camp professional uh, find their way.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Andy. Uh, if people want to get in touch with me, you know my email. It's matt at gocamp.pro. You can find me at iscus that's my camp name, on Instagram. And uh, if you want to send a note of encouragement to Oliver, uh, Oliver, we love you lots if you're listening to this, uh, oliver.gregan.scd at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, whether you like it or not, your reviews, your honest reviews, will help people know what they're in for when they're listening to First Class Counselors. And don't forget, we talked about a lot of things in the show notes, past episodes. Um, I have a, a link to Andy's book that he recommended. There's lots of great stuff there. And you can find our show notes at gocamp.pro.fcc. And as Oliver says every week, Thanks for listening, friends. Camp is camp, and camp's all good. First
1: Class Counselors is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening, friends.
0: Hey, pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.